thousands of stepmoms share a secret, and there's not a soul in the world they dare confess it to. So, they talk to Google. They put words to their pain inside a search bar with the hope of finding out that somebody, somewhere, once made a similar confession and maybe got a helpful response. Sometimes it gets typed out as a statement and other times posed as a question, but here's the gist of it. I don't like my partner's kid. Where do I go from here? Tracy here. Welcome to season two of the Essential Stepmom podcast. Unconventional advice and inspiration about the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. Why unconventional? Because statistics show that nearly three quarters of step families don't last more than five years. So the conventional wisdom, the general consensus, the status quo are all leading stepmoms straight for the gutter. In this podcast, we look outside the box for better answers, for counterintuitive strategies to help us fight the instincts that don't serve us well and to grow a new parenting reflex that really supports us and everyone else on this crazy journey. This season will feature interviews with some of the most interesting people I know, sharing their outside-the-box expertise as it applies specifically to step families. You're going to hear about modern Buddhism in step parenting, the stress around money in step parenting, new perspectives and insights about bio moms, how to deal with the prospect of never having a child of your own, coping with burnout and adrenal exhaustion, and using the challenges of step parenting to truly become that better version of yourself. You might be wondering how I know about this secret stepmom problem. I used to have a YouTube channel where I parked the live stepmom tutorials I was doing in my Facebook group, The Spectacular Stepmom. The group's still there, by the way, but the YouTube channel is not, and that's a story for another time. Anyway, if you didn't already know this, YouTube has been owned by Google for over 10 years now. You probably know that whatever you Google, you get a few suggested videos. I am no good at the technical side of being an online advice engine for stepmoms, so for me it's something of accomplishment to be able to upload the videos at all. I know that when people are searching for something in particular, they get pointed to whatever most closely matches the words they include in their search. Most of my videos were getting found by 40 or 50 people. A few of the really popular ones had 100 or 200 views. I'm not making any YouTube bank on this, you can rest assured, but one day I dug into the stats and discovered that one of my videos had over a thousand views. I was pretty surprised because it was so much more watched than any of the others and it didn't make any sense. Before long, that video had 5,000 hits. The title, I Don't Love My Stepkids. In the space of just a few months, 5,000 women searched on those exact words or something very close. And the more people that watched it, the more my video was being suggested as the top choice. I had to ponder what this meant. I was getting messages right there on YouTube from women telling me how much it meant to them to hear me say that it was okay not to love your stepkids. 
to hear that they're not a heartless bitch or an evil step monster, that it's completely normal and that there's a way to work with it and have a functional, happy step family. The message that moved me the most was from a teenage girl. She saw the title of the video and I don't know if she watched any of it or not, but she asked me, does this mean that my stepmom doesn't love me? After I was done with the tissues, I wrote back and said, of course not, and that I was only talking to women who are having trouble making the right kind of connection with the stepkids in their life, but not all stepmoms have that kind of problem. I told her there was no reason to think that her stepmom didn't love her. Later the same day, she was back on the thread. She said that she had left her computer open and her stepmom had seen her question. Stepmom and bio dad took her aside and told her that they both loved her very much and would make an effort to show it better from now on. Oh my gosh, really one of the most gratifying moments of my whole life. But what I wanted to talk about today is something besides your duty to love or at least like your stepkids, because I don't think you have such a duty at all. Maybe that's the unconventional part of this episode, but I know that this is true. You don't have to love or like someone to be kind to them or patient with them or understanding or to care about their welfare. That's just being a good person. You can choose to skip right over the part where you beat yourself up about what's hiding inside your heart. What I'm talking about today is when you actually actively dislike this kid. You might need some encouragement to separate the child's innate personality from behaviors that are driven by parental alienation or loyalty conflicts, but still there are some personalities that are just plain hard to deal with. It's not true that if they're your partner's children, you should feel the same way about them that you do about him. Like, what a crazy idea. I mean, what kind of five-year-old or 10 or 15-year-old possesses the same qualities that drew you to your spouse or made you love them? I like this analogy. Imagine going to a school playground during recess and having to choose two kids completely at random to take home and raise as your own. You don't get to see them or talk to them first. They're yours. Like, what if they don't even want to go with you? What if they never listen to you or have no sense of humor or they throw tantrums at the grocery store? You might accept the idea that you have some obligation to them, but you wouldn't expect yourself to fall in love with them. And how about arranged marriages? You know, that's how more than half of this planet goes about creating new families. You might or might not meet your future spouse before the wedding day, but you're stuck with them. And I'm pretty sure that the rate of happy or unhappy unions is about the same as for those where people marry for love. Life happens. People who once loved each other grow to dislike each other, and total strangers learn to love each other as they go through life, depending on one another in different ways. So here you are and you have a child in your home that you're not crazy about, what are you supposed to do? First, relax. And let me tell you a story. I'm going to start off saying that I adore my stepkids most of the time. Sometimes they lob grenades at my heart, but really, I don't know where I'd be without them. 
I would hate it if they thought I might be one of the stepmoms who complains about not liking their stepkids. But it's also true that they grew on me slowly over the past 17 years. The first time they came to my home, they were two, four, and seven years old. The oldest one had not even taken off his boots before insisting I listen to him count up to 200. The younger two ran shrieking up and down the wooden staircase in their sock feet with complete abandon, ignoring the instructions of both their parents to knock it off. At that time, I was the owner of a home where their dad lived a few days a week in a far-off town where he came to work. Their mom didn't actually like to bring them visiting anywhere because they were so ill-behaved. This was our beginning. It would be four years before their parents separated and another year before he and I became an item. But this was more or less what I saw each time they came to visit. I'm a real kid lover, so I didn't mind taking them out to run around at the local park or to walk them to the store and back to knock them out. But I didn't care for the sibling fights or their fondness for Game Boy and sassy cartoons. Fast forward to when their dad told them that I had gone from being the nice lady who lived in his house away from home to being his girlfriend. I had the advantage of knowing that they liked me pretty well, and that got me through some times when they really tested my character. But little by little, I chose to try to see what each of them had to offer. They were all pretty good artists, so I made sure to always have crayons and paper ready. They all liked music, so I dug out my Beatles albums and showed them how to use a real turntable with vinyl LPs. Those were tiny specks of light in what seemed like a dark universe of corn dogs and fart jokes, heavy metal music played at breakfast and violent video games all day. Slowly, and I mean really slowly, it turned to skateboarding and that marked the appearance of effort and persistence. They developed a love of great music, classic rock and roll that I could enjoy with them. They started to play instruments and to demonstrate the real talent they had inherited from both of their parents. They found out how good it feels to excel at school and applied themselves at their studies. It's easy to like kids like that, but it took time for them to turn into those kind of kids and it was worth the wait. One of my stepkids is still harder to like than the others. He's the kind of person who sort of sucks up all the air in the room when he's around. He's six foot four, but I think he still feels like the round little 10 year old he used to be. He needs to be the center of attention and he's constantly pushing everyone's buttons to see what kind of a rise he can get out of you. Even when I secretly wish he could visit for about 45 minutes and then go back where he came from, I never stop wishing him well. I'm the one who constantly reminds him that he's good at everything he does and he should stop selling himself short in life. One time, about a year ago, I wished him well so sternly, but with so much love, that this big bombastic bully burst into tears, saying nobody had ever believed in him as much as I do. So here's the moral of my story. It's not over till it's over, which is basically never, because these kids are going to be in your life forever. 
but they won't be 10 forever or even 18 forever. They're going to grow up. They'll surprise you in ways you'd never expect. I've heard from stepmoms telling me that the kid who wouldn't give her the time of day for the last 10 years has suddenly reached out for friendship. I've heard from women who were once stepdaughters themselves, saying that they regret how awful they were to their own stepmoms, and they wish they could do it over. If you're clever, you can keep trying to uncover the best parts of your partner's kids and sprinkling a little extra fertilizer there. But as with all gardening projects, you need a lot of patience. Sometimes seeds don't even germinate in the first year and then surprise you and pop up on their own the year after. Don't expect to see the fruits of your labors next week or even next month. You don't need to feel close to them until it's the right time for that. And you'll know it's the right time because it will just happen by itself without you doing anything special at all. I know that not everyone has the patience to deal with kids who have real problems, maybe hyperactivity or a mood disorder or the ones who act entitled or those who are too shy to even let you get to know them. I was lucky that my stepkids lived far away and I only saw them a handful of times a year. But I also had a lot of training in childhood development from my career in holistic health. That really helped me a lot to be able to see these kids as a work in progress and also to believe that there was some raw material there to work with. Honestly, all three of them have surpassed any and all expectations. At least, I could never have imagined what those little wild monkeys would grow up to accomplish. So I did my best to put something together to help you work with whatever kind of personality your stepchild has. It's a free guide that I called Playing Hard to Like, 10 Challenging Stepkid Personality Types and How to Win Them Over. It includes my tips for dealing with a wild, hyperactive child, a sullen, uncommunicative child, a rude, disrespectful child, a manipulative or arrogant or demanding or disobedient child. I'd love to think that I might help to point you in the direction of being able to start to like a child who's being really hard to like. You can get this download by going to EssentialStepmom.com and you'll see the button to request that right on the homepage. I'd love to hear which type fits your stepchild and whether you're getting any help from my advice. So that's EssentialStepmom.com And just before I sign off, I want to tell you how much it means to me to know that this podcast is being heard in 30 countries around the globe. Stepmoms in every corner of the world have the same kinds of problems, and I think it does us all good to feel each other's presence in our lives. If you're listening today from London or Birmingham, Oakland or Sacramento, Cape Town or Oslo, know that we're all with you. And I'd love to hear from you, by the way. Really, drop me a line. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to rate or review us on iTunes so that other stepmoms can find us and enjoy it too. Please join us in my Facebook community by sending a join request to The Spectacular Stepmom. I'd love to hear from you with questions or comments or situations you'd like me to address on this podcast. You can leave a voice message right here 
or send me an email at info at essentialstepmom. That's info at essentialstepmom.com.